0: Hey, it's a Rock and Roll Bedtime Stories bonus episode. That's Brian, and I'm Murdoch. We are the storyguys at gmail.com. You can write the show like Sarah. Sarah writes and says, Guys, thank you for the recent show about boy bands and Lou Pearlman. Hey, you're welcome. That was a wild ride. And she says, I was a boy band obsessive in my younger years. And speaking of them not being so squeaky clean, I was wondering if you could help me with something else. I heard this rumor about the Backstreet Boys and then she gets like nervous in her writing. There's like an ellipses passing gas and putting it into their music.
1: I hope it's true. <laughs> I want it to be true. I want the backside boys to fart.
0: She said, this always okay. sounded to me like a mean rumor, a dumb boy who hated boy bands made up, but I have a particular friend who still stands by it. Can you please prove him wrong? Um, okay. I-, I will say first off that this sounds straight out of an adolescent mind. Like this sounds like a Limp Biscuit fan made up this story.
1: You have biscuit and the Deftones and Disturbed and all that. Yeah, all there's like
0: the sort of these opposite poles, right, of of music of the time. And I mean I do. I, I picture a guy with a freak on a leech tattoo finger jamming that story into AOL instant messenger and laughing with maniacal delight.
1: By the way, I saw Korn with uh, open up for Marilyn Manson and, and I saw I saw his butt cheeks and it was like, you know, ashless ashless chaps, whatever. Good lords. But anyway, so you were close <laughs> I you were We awake. were going somewhere with that story. <laughs> And there was nowhere going. I saw corn and Marilyn Manson. So you were younger and around all
0: this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a big part of my, we talked about this a little bit on the other episode, like just you couldn't get away from it. And I, like, I actually remember being at a summer Christian youth conference and dressing up as the Backstreet Boys with other dudes in my youth group and like walking into the cafeteria while everyone was eating with a boom box and being like, listen up, and then singing I Want It That Way. So, Oh my gosh, that was yeah, a thing? That happened. Uh, I realize this is on par with my potato chips at the Super Bowl and the Church Fellowship Hall story, but we all have to live our truth, so you're getting to mm-hmm. another real thing. You know what? And I want potato chips. That's my truth. Right? <laughs> I thought you were going to say and okay. I want it that way. Yeah. Uh, okay, idea. so, I mean, we did, say, we did say that this sounds like something that came from an adolescent mind, but I think we're overlooking the fact that the Backstreet Boys... Mm-hmm. We're almost adolescents when this happened, right? Like, they, there's about a six-year range with them, but none of them were way past their teenage years uh, during yeah, this period.
1: Mark, you could market it to adolescents, teenagers, girls. Yeah. What, what I'm
0: telling you is that I think this is true. Oh, I'm so excited. Billboard Magazine 2017, AJ McLean says, uh, we were in the studio with Max Martin. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I just want to say, I was in the studio with one of the most famous... <laughs> songwriters on the planet. Anyway, keep going. Uh,
0: And he's making the song The Call. Howie Duro was in the booth doing that vocal breakdown, dun, 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 for those that um, don't remember that song. Uh, And Max gave Howie his harmony, and I think he was just putting so much air into the vocal that as he was singing, he went dun, 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 and he farted. But he farted not only on the beat, but in key, so Max tweaked it and made it sound like one of his patented bass sounds, and it stayed on the record. Uh, (laughs) See (laughs) Sweden,
1: giving it never stopping. Sweden never stops giving.
0: Okay, Okay. then they ask Howie. They ask Howie Duro himself, the guy who uh, apparently ripped ass on this record. "Quote: I'm sure there were a lot of beverages consumed back in the day. It's one of those kind of things. Everybody at that age, especially Nick Carter, was constantly passing out. Like how he throws Nick Carter under the bus immediately. Oh, yeah, it's him. But he's like, actually, Nick did it way more than me. I just happen to get caught on." On tape, everybody,
1: especially yeah, that's what Uh, he just said.
0: Then he throws he (laughs) throws the Donald Trump thing in. He's like, just be, you know, we were just doing locker room stuff, and coincidentally, I got in the booth and was breathing really heavily, singing my part, and I guess some extra air kind of came out and it made everybody laugh. And Max decided to take that and sample it into dun 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 dun. So I, I, yeah, right, like I read this and I was like, that cannot be real. And then I I looked several places to see if I could get it like double and triple verified. It appears to be real, and uh i i think this is like reemerged recently because this rumor like sort of floated around and then some singers have like brought it up in interviews i think charlie Puth, for one has said in an interview recently and it got like passed around on tip tiktok where he referenced this and so like people are talking about this again so yes this does seem to be a real thing the funny thing is that most of the stuff that i read where people tried to identify it like they weren't pulling the right part like there's a clip on youtube from an old radio morning show in canada where they're like oh and they're like laughing about it but they're like not playing the part of the song that is described in these quotes i think i've got it here um i'm just gonna play the. i'll just play the clip but i mean you don't really hear anything because what they said is that they sample it into the snare beat so it's it's more of a funny thing that it's there but it's not anything you're gonna actually but but here here you go that's it it's somewhere in there. So, <laughs> next time you hear that song, just, just know that there is uh, air coming out of someone's a hole sampled into it.
1: It's, it's just like those real quiet messages in Judas Priest and Ozzy's. <laughs> it's Richards, exactly the telling same. You, telling you to drive your car into a bridge.
0: That's exactly what it's like. Uh, let's hit another letter we we do appreciate you writing the show it's we are the story guys at gmail.com and this one comes from uh vivian vivian's been catching up on the first 50 episodes uh, i believe so she's got some feedback for us which is awesome Uh, i've listened to the first 50 episodes driving for work over the last week and i have some gripes this is good constructive criticism i I appreciate
1: that by the way thanks for the letter Vivian,
0: uh, you need to bring on someone who understands music theory for episodes when you're comparing songs or talking about theory because you guys are objectively way off base.
1: <laughs> and Vivian, if you understand this, so I, I play guitar, but I can't get much out of playing uh, power chords and minors and sevenths and minor sevenths. And that's that's kind of it. So, yeah, I don't know anything about theory.
0: We, I, you know, we haven't I done mean, an episode like that in a long time. Those like compared the songs episodes. Those were really much earlier in the catalog.
1: I took a music theory class in college, and the the final was one hundred fill in the blank questions. Oh my god! And we really? All, and we yeah, and we all were like, oh shit. So it was, <laughs> it was, it was curved a lot. Like it was curved like oh. forty points.
0: I, I was explaining I think the highest,
1: the highest grade was an F.
0: I, I told someone the other day that like. I basically decided when I started to learn to play guitar that I didn't want to do it when it wasn't fun. So like I peaked out real early. Like as soon as they like I needed to like study and learn like music theory, I was just like, no, I'm out. So I'm you know, a couple consequences of that. One of them, I am not very good at guitar. And number two, I'm not very good at talking about music theory. So that is a fair criticism and we appreciate that. I, I do think that's a good idea that if we were gonna I have another gonna- episode like that, let's Let's bring on someone.
1: I was gonna say, I like I like Vivian's idea.
0: Oh, yeah. So there is an idea here where she I, and I like this too, because Vivian's not just coming with a criticism, she's coming with a, a potential solution. She says, I don't want you to become a music theory podcast. That said, if it's necessary to tell a story, bring someone else on to explain it. I guarantee you can call up any small college music department and ask their yeah. theory professor, and they'll probably be on your podcast, which is I guess, a great idea.
1: You say solution. I say opportunity with solution. <laughs> Thank you,
0: Vivian. Okay, it, uh, a little a little more feedback here. And this one goes way back to the first 10 episodes. I'm kind of guessing you've heard this, but your George Jones hot takes are pretty wild. Uh, celeb autobiographies are not reliable <laughs> in the best of circumstances. As I believe Brian points out, uh, George Jones is not a reliable narrator. Yeah, no, of course not. Like that, and we, I, I do feel like we are a little more prudent about bringing that up now later in the show. It's funny to be judged on the first fifty episodes, right? Uh, because we've now done almost a hundred more, and so you know we've learned some things. But I would say that yes, as I often say, and I said recently on the Lou Pearlman Backstreet Boys episode, like a lot of the stories you hear about Lou Pearlman were told by Lou Pearlman, like the whole, all that bullshit about John Mellencamp. Like I don't buy that. But it's interesting to know it's been entered into the lore by Lou himself, right? And so, trying to distinguish some of that a little more is, I think, important. I think that's that, that's another good criticism.
1: I don't think that people take take anything that George said seriously, um, but the book is it's fantastic and, a, and amazing. And I would just like to see him being, you know. Tr- you know, whatever chased around Alabama or wherever, where these guys are making him do piles of cocaine until he, you know, hey, that story about him where he had this other personality where it was a duck. <laughs> you know, that's a real. That was a real thing. Do you know that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Okay, that's a real fucking thing. And it's like, yeah, I, I get it, but like he was that. You can you imagine how ha- just flattened you are on drugs that you go up on stage as a duck (laughs) and they, and they carry you away
0: and take you to a hospital. Oh, wow. Uh, one one last piece of advice, uh, from Viv. I, I know it's your golden years, uh, though not acquainted with the age difference here, I guess, but I know it's your golden years, but maybe do less stuff from the eighties. Uh, again, Maybe a fair criticism, though I think in the last hundred episodes we've we've widened quite a bit. I mean, we just talked about my golden years, uh, Backstreet Boys, and In Sync. Uh, yeah. So,
1: so, so Vivian, yeah, I'm enough. a late Gen Xer, so yeah, it's, it's my golden years.
0: Yeah, so Murdoch's late Gen X. I am what they call an elder millennial. Like I'm just barely a millennial. Uh, all the good stuff, none of the bad stuff, is how I see that. So, uh, yeah. I, these are all good thoughts. I appreciate that. We are the story guys at gmail.com. If you want to give a little feedback, please, by all means. Uh, and then if you want to give us money while you give us feedback, you can do that at patreon.com slash, slash rock and roll bedtime stories. We uh, do appreciate that. I mean, it does, you know, throw a couple dollar bills. It makes it, it all feel better. Um, so one more thing that I, th- I thought would be cool to do. Um, you know, you can also get involved with us we talk about this um, on Instagram. It's Instagram dot com slash rock and roll bedtime stories and we we've heard from a guy on instagram uh and his name is carl and carl is in a band carl's band is called a fire with friends and and carl says he listens to this show to our show after fire with friends shows when he's driving home and we've all done this dude because you and i've been in bands and you know that like your ears are ringing and you don't want to hear music but you're lonely because you've just left a crowded bar, right?
1: And you want to you want to see a shirtless in front of a fire. What? No. <laughs> <laughs> What are you talking about? I just, I just went. And I was, just, I was just trying to that long ride home by yourself <laughs> with your ears ringing. I was, just, I was just imagining you and I showing up at
0: this his was, house. Hey, listen, this was a nice thing that he said about <laughs> enjoying listening to our soothing voices after a loud rock show. I just, was you trying just turned it talk. into something super weird, man. Okay, here, I, I, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I am curious if you're going to call me or send me a letter or comment on something and tell me you're in a band. I want to hear your band, man. Like you, you've heard this podcast. We're music nuts. I want to hear your band. Now here's the thing that's risky, right? Because sometimes somebody shows you their band and you're like, Ooh, yeah, dude. Yeah, sure. That was great. Um, but I got to say, I'm a, I'm a fire with friends fan. This is really good. You can find this on Spotify. They've got this song called mood garden. Uh, so that's what we'll, we'll leave the bonus episode with, uh, with the sounds of Carl and his band, a fire with friends. Check them out online. The song is called Mood Garden. And uh, until next time, what do people need to keep doing, Mark?
1: Keep telling stories.